Hello, everyone. Okay, so here's the thing. When I was on hiatus for two months, a few things happened that had me reeling, but one was particularly devastating. I learned that Dr. Pepper was in short supply. Although a travesty, I thought that since I lived in Texas, where Dr. Pepper was born and raised, I wouldn't have a problem finding the delicious beverage. I thought wrong. It's taken me some diligent detective work to discover grocery stores that carry the good doctor, and hoarding has officially begun. The only thing that made it even a bit better was the sudden debut of Taylor Swift's eighth album. This is a new Taylor. This is a mature Taylor. And this is a Taylor who lets the world know that she is an incredible singer-songwriter. Laura and I discuss the entire track list and debate important topics like, is Taylor trying to tell us that she and Joe are broken up? Or were they married in a secret ceremony a few years ago about to celebrate their third wedding anniversary? I don't know. And do you also feel that there's an invisible string tying you to Taylor? Or is that just us? Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 176 of the I Hate Green Bean podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with my roommate, Laura, who is always on the show a lot. So I just bring you in whenever I need to talk about very, very, very important things. Mm -hmm. Life-changing. For example, Taylor Swift's new folklore album that came out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Let me... I would just like to say that it's very important. I mean, I, I, I guess it's very apt for me to be on the podcast, given that at work, my office actually jokes that I'm a thought leader on Taylor Swift. Because early on in one of our marketing meetings, the marketing group said, can anyone be a thought leader on any topic? And they were thinking about like legal oil. topics or oil topics. I wasn't. I was thinking Taylor Swift. So now it's actually funny because I was just on a call and they were saying we need someone who can come up with thought leadership topics. And one of the guys on the call who's like in his late 50s is like, well, you know, Taylor came out with a new album. So something tells me that Laura's probably on top of that. So I, I am prepared to write a white paper on that later. Sorry. Go for it. <laughs> Comparison and contrast of all the Taylors. Oh, because there are so many, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I do, do feel like it. It came out, this last Folklore album, that's the name of it, came out July 24th, maybe a month ago, whenever I was on hiatus from life, as I like to say. Those are dark weeks. Dark weeks. Sad weeks. (laughs) Dark, dark weeks. And it, and it, and I, I feel halfway cheated because this wonderful thing came out in probably the worst timing for me. And everybody said, don't listen, don't listen to it right now. Just, it's not going to make you feel happy and light and airy on the inside. Right. We're we're not shaking it off. We're mm -mm. not me hee heeing, Mm -mm. not doing any of that. that. So um, I listened to them. I'm glad I listened to them. And so I have recently gone through the album. Why don't you tell people quickly what you think how you should categorize this taylor album 
I would say it's very different than all the rest of them because it's more singer songwriter mm-hmm. It feels almost like you're in a small bar or a dive bar or a very small concert venue listening to a singer-songwriter play, kind of a toned-down, stripped-down yeah. version. There's not a lot of, like, electronics. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of other instruments. It's very kind of all on one level mm-hmm. there that you listen to it. But it's really great writing. Yes. I think the songs are really good. The tune is really good. Mm-hmm. It's not that catchy pop music nope. that we've nope. heard from the past. Mm-mm. It's kind of a... It's more closer to country, but it is folk. Folk, mm-hmm. folk if That's you exactly will. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Indie folk. I think that you're exactly right. You think of Phoebe at Central Park, just there yeah. with her guitar playing. This is going to be the song when we do the next stadium tour. Taylor's next stadium tour is when she's sitting down at the piano playing something slow and mellow. Oh, yeah. So her dancers can get a break and catch their breath. Right. That's that's what these songs are going to be. I do remember getting a text message from our friend Anne saying, should we be worried about Taylor? That's right. Because <laughs> she seems awfully sad mm-hmm. and everything feels like it's in a, a, a breaking up or a reflecting on shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. And... We wonder, did she break up with Joe? No, she didn't Alwyn, break up with Joe. Not Jonas, Joe Alwyn, the, the the current guy, who she's been dating a long time. But And I refuse to believe that she broke up with no, Joe. No, 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 no. Surely not. Surely not. But this, the whole thing was, came birthed, was birthed out of the pandemic. Right. And I think that's very important to remember whenever you think, this is not fun, Taylor. This is not... Where are the upbeat songs? There may be two that mm-hmm. I would consider upbeat right. out of 16 or however many tracks. A that's bunch. a lot. Yeah. And that's a lot to not be upbeat in Taylor world. And even her angry, I'm going to get you songs are this stripped down acoustic mellow. feel. Mellow. Yeah. Nothing is bad blood or, you know, uh-huh. your reputation kind of, uh, none no of snakes. There's I don't no see snakes. any snakes. There's no snakes. We're not doing any of that. We're, but I think that it's very important to, to say this came out of a, a, a sad time for everyone. I think it's a sad time. I also think it's like a practically this was the easiest thing to do. Because yeah. she wants to put out music. She's quarantining in her house. And while I am quarantining and learning how to play Mahjong, <laughs> she is quarantining and like writing 18 different songs. Sure. Mm. It's basically the same. To each is her own. <laughs> Samesies right there. So we, we, we both do the same things. And so, but I think as she's writing these songs, it's, she's not going to be able to put together like a shake it off yes. song with mm-hmm. tons of dancers and all the different instruments and everything else. It just, this fits yeah 2020 and and she's yes and she's not in a a happy-go-lucky place i'm not saying taylor's sad and we should worry about her i'm just saying this is this is these are sad songs this is her being very creative doing different perspectives Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that in a minute this is also her um having gone through i know during the pandemic most people were so stuck in their house that they you start cleaning and you're yeah. finding photos, and you're finding old journals, and you're reflecting, and you're thinking back, and it's a lot of memories. That's where this is, too. But it is at this very mellow, even a lower register for Taylor. Mm-hmm. 
But what blows my mind is she literally did it all during the pandemic. Meaning the guy who produced it, his name is Aaron Dessner. And he's with a group called the Nationals, who she loves. She's been known to love the Nationals. This guy knows music. He just knows music. He's one of those guys who's like, do-do-do music, and I'm just going to put it in a file in a folder and and come back to it one day. So Taylor Swift calls. You answer the phone. Well, of course. And she says, yeah. You think, like, that her number is in the phone, or you think it comes up as, like, possible spam? And he's like, I don't know. Is it possible spam, or do I think it could be Taylor Swift? It's a Nashville number. Do I answer it? Always answer if it's Nashville. I agree. And he did. And best thing to happen to this guy, because one of my favorite stories is that he he has this, I guess he dropboxed her all of his music or something. Right. And all That's she's secure. doing is going and listening to songs without words that may be chips of music or clips of music or 30 seconds of music or here's some idea I was... Yeah. And she is create So she is taking his music. I think he wrote... The majority, I meant the music of the majority of it. And then this other guy that she always works with did the rest of it. But she's right. It take her four months. That's crazy. Four months. Look what she's accomplished in four months. And look what we've accomplished in four months. Yes. Mahjong. (laughs) Not the same. Solve the Rubik's Cube. I can solve the Rubik's Cube now. But you're about to learn how to juggle. (laughs) I am going to learn how to juggle. I really need to. My favorite thing, though, is Cardigan is the... The, I would say the debut song, because we'll talk about it in a minute, no lead up. Mm-mm. Zero lead up, which is the opposite of Taylor Swift. The opposite. So no lead up, but Cardigan is the second song on the album, and it has the video. It has a video right. that goes with it. But he said he sent her, this Aaron guy sent her a file at 9 p.m. and said, here's what I've been working on. What do you think? And at 2 a.m., she sent back the entire song ready to go written. Just Jeez. Cardigan lyrics were written. Yeah. He said, I maybe adjust two or three things. And they're, so they're over the phone or Skyping or Zooming or something. Mm-hmm. And they're in two different continents even. Wow. And so, or maybe two different sides of the nation. I don't know. But it was, right. when I'd wake up, I'd have something from her. And then... When she'd wake up, she'd have something from me. So it's it that right there in and of itself is amazing to me. The writing, if you just listen to the lyrics, as a person who makes money using words, right? It it makes me feel like a complete loser <laughs> of how how she can put things together in such a unique yeah. way, and in, incredible even more how now in this album. She's tying this song to this song to that right. song. And it's the trilogy of a love triangle from three different perspectives. Crazy. Come on. And they're three different sounds. And then all of these little Easter eggs harking back to old music or old songs mm-hmm. or old thing. It's just incredible to me. But I do want to go back to everybody wakes up one day on the 20, or 23rd, I guess. And she said, hey, I'm dropping an album tomorrow. What? Excuse me, huh? That's right. What? Now, think back to Lover, which came out one year ago. Do you remember the hype? I remember, Laura, us saying, eight months. There's only eight (laughs) months left. until Because she started doing all that 
Instagram. Changing the colors. Yes. Making it purple and pink. And Same I mean, with reputation. There was a, for Lover, there was like a painting that debuted in yes. Nashville. Remember there was like that big butterfly or yes. heart or some kind yes. of painting that was actually debuted with, it got leaked to the press and there were yes. press people there and there were fans there and she's there. It was, yeah. Reputation, we, we snakes. she just wiped out her entire Instagram and then it turned into snakes and it turned into, and you know, we were worried about that Taylor because it seemed very angry. Yeah. And then we had Happy Taylor come back that sort of was like 1989 Taylor and now we have this Taylor. Do you think that she is reinventing herself or do you think this is just her maturing as a young woman? Because you have to remember the girl is 30 yeah. And she started when she was maybe 11 or 13 or something. I think this is just Taylor showing the world, look at how great I am. I can do I can do pop music, I can do country music, I can do dark music like Reputation, serious yeah. strong music, and then I can do folk music. Yeah. She's I mean, it she's kind of just showing everyone, look at how great I am. Because you know, that's often thing a thing that's debated a lot. Like people will say like even though I don't like Taylor, I respect her as a musician. Mm-hmm. That has to be said now across the board yep. after this. Because she's like, yeah, I can, I can, you just pick the genre and I'll do it. She's probably yeah. going to be like indie next. You know, <laughs> <I can tell. laughs> Hard rock. Bollywood. Gonna be it's going to be Bollywood music is what's coming up next. I hope so. That'd be awesome. I'm telling you, it could be anything. We don't know. Yeah. She was very, this is, this is another thing I thought too, because I, th- I remember 1989 having some hype. And I remember definitely Reputation having hype. And then I remember Lover, because Lover took a while to come out, but we were all very excited and she did all the things. And then Folklore just comes out without anything. And nothing. you don't get to stress about it. You, there is zero stress about it. And, it. and it also is a little bit of, I did this during the pandemic, so come at me. Right. I mean... Well, you want to do... Right. right. There isn't this fanfare, and then everybody thinks this is a crappy album. Mm-hmm. Even if you think this is a crappy album, you can't say anything about it because she's kind of like, I don't care if you think this is a crappy right. album. And if this is, if her albums are her digital journals for herself or scrapbooks right. for herself, this is definitely what 2020, 2020 is about. All over it. I agree. 2020 has got to go home. And, right. and it's just not. And so I think that that was brilliant on her part. Agreed. Can you imagine how much money was saved by not doing all that? Right. I mean, you know where that money is going in Tay-Tay's pocket. Straight in her pocket. And this errand dude who helped her out a lot. And wow. But straight in her pocket. And that was probably, she. she's always the one to kind of push that envelope right. too where everybody's going wait what Taylor do wait how how did that happen what and so now she's even thinking I don't, I don't even have to advertise I'm just I can just dropping drop it and there it goes albums let me tell you some facts about folklore Eight, 80.6 million streams in one day on Spotify which broke a record wow the first U.S. artist to have seven albums sell more than 500,000 copies seven albums Jeez. Um, she was the first artist in history to debut both an album and a single at number one. That was Shake It Off. She's also the second artist in history to do that with Cardigan. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she, she didn't break her own record with that. But again, Shake It Off had a bajillion in advertising behind it. And yeah. this was just 
Some little something I've been working on here, buddy. And you think Shake It Off is like a song that you listen to everywhere. Yeah. At every party, at every yeah. kind of event. Very well known. Well oh. known. And Cardigan is n- not the same type of no. music. It's the biggest sale of 2020. With 846,000 units, they don't anticipate anybody to beat beat this wow. because the numbers are so high. But um, it's the biggest week of any album since Lover. So no she's way! Just, she's just coming alongside herself and, and trying to break her own records, which I think is great. I think that, it, it you mentioned this before, It is this song is about her stretching her writing skills mm-hmm. and her proving to the music industry that she knows what she's doing yeah and i think the music industry is going yeah she knows what yeah. she's doing like her or not think that she's all sequency and pink and think that she's this young girl right. who can't really sing that well you can't say that she can't write music right because she can so let's go through some of the the tracks and i want you to tell me if you think it's a good song, bad song, what you like about it, what you don't. Again, for everybody to know, they're all pretty melancholy. And I don't want you to be bummed out about that because right. it's just where she is in life. And you're going to be somewhere melancholy one day in your life. And this is going to be the album you listen to in the background. That's that's a good point right there because where do you think people listen to this? Yeah. Like you don't, you probably don't listen to it on like a long road trip. No. Because like mm-hmm. our friend You're Stephanie said, asleep. she'd fall asleep. She was like, I tried to listen on a road trip, I can't do that, right? So that's probably mm-hmm. not where it's going to get played. Mm-hmm. At a party that you go to, if we ever yeah. go to those again yeah. from COVID, we don't, yeah, know. we don't know. But if we do, mm-hmm. if we do go to parties again, I don't think it's going to be played there. So no. where do you kind of think I this think fits? I think it's going to be in that coffee shop where people are writing the next great American novel. Nice. I think it's going to be the background music for a lot of rainy day fill in the blank, meaning... We're putting a puzzle together, or, or even COVID times, you know, we're playing Mahjong, we're putting a puzzle together. That kind of drony, yeah. mindless thing can be in the background. I think it's, again, if you were in a, a, a sombery mood, again, not sad, but you just don't want to shake it off, or you right. don't want to hear 80s hair bands, this is kind of where you go. And I think we need to give Taylor a break that it's not stadium Absolutely. And I think we give Taylor credit that it's really well written. So even though it may only be background music, it's worth like an actual listen to it too. Because the words are really good. I agree. I agree. Let's start with the first one. It's called The One. It's the digit one. And she's talking about how she's making new stuff. She's right. Doing things a little different. I loved The One. You do? It's my favorite. No, 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 it's too much, too much, too much. I'm not going to say it's my favorite. I really like it. I really like it. It's not, it's not my favorite, but it was the first one I listened to because when I woke up that morning, I was like, Mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and hit play. And I, I really liked it. I think it's really good. Yeah. I'm glad. It was the, um, actually the first, it was the last song written. The first track and the last track were the two last songs written. In fact, she didn't even have the last one on there. It's called Hoax. 
and she felt like it was unfinished. So she went back in Aaron's files and like, do, 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 oh, this one, and then made a song in two mm. hours or something like that. She's crazy. The only thing that makes me a little sad about the one is the one is also kind of a little bit like, I wish you were the one. Like, what if we had been the one? Yeah. So it's kind of, that's the reason why our friend Anne was like, did yeah, break up? No, she was worried. Is, is, are we worried about that? But I think, no, she can, she can write about other things. Yes, she can. And, and like I said, this, I feel like this entire album is pe- different people's perspective. I agree. There's only a few that I think, oh, she's talking about herself right now. Mm-hmm. The second one is Cardigan. That's the one I talked about where she wrote it in five seconds. It is probably one of my favorites, I think. Bold. Bold movie. I, I I dislike Cardigan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I, I just can't. I can't get into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I haven't worn a cardigan in so long because it's 100 <laughs> degrees outside. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. A cardigan just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stick with me. Doesn't stick with you. Cardigan is one of those, the Love Triangle trilogies. So it's cardigan is from the viewpoint of one person. And then it's uh, Betty is the other one. August is the other one. Those are the three. I thought it was a list of affairs. It's not. It's August. Oh, it's August. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Cardigan is supposedly Betty's point of view. Um, August is the other woman. And Betty is James's point of view. Mm. So if you listen, they're not all together. But if you listen to those, you're going to hear something about cobblestones and getting in the car and yeah, things and like I that. and I heard, it's funny you should say that because Betty mentions Cardigan at the end of it. And yes. I thought, huh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. The f- I really like Betty. Yeah. And I really like August. I yeah. Just, yeah. You just don't like <laughs> The Last Great American Dynasty, that's the mm, third track. I like that. That is an upbeat one. If we call yes. it upbeat. It, it is, is a poppy feel. It, is, it's, it does have a poppy feel. Poppy feel. It's the lady who used to, her name is Rebecca Hark, Harkness. She used to own Taylor's Rhode Island mansion. So she was a socialite. It's got this great Gatsby yes. kind of feel to it. And the whole thing is this lady, um, <laughs> this lady was this big socialite. She married an oil guy. They moved in and the Rhode Island neighbors did not like her oh. because she's loud and popular and People are coming in their yards, and it's just too much. Well, exact same thing happened with Taylor. I don't know if you remember her 4th of July parties that she used to oh. have at that place out there, and the people did not like it. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of... This is one that that Aaron guy said that he uh, went on a... He sent the file to Taylor, and he went on a run, and when he came back, it was written. So. I think that's awesome. Good for him. I think, I mean, good for her. He <laughs> just like good. knock it out. I know. He's, he feels pretty talented until stuff like that happens. But she just, she loves his stuff and I think that's great too. There is a, um, an orchestral feel uh-huh. to this music that I think is his introduction, is his nice. influence. This, you hear a lot of strings. You know how I love a string. Right. I love a horn. Mm-hmm. And I love a harmonica, which is why we both love Betty, because it starts right. off harmonic-y. Uh, the next one is The Exile, or just Exile. It's the duet with Bonnie Bear, 
or Bon, bon Iver. Bon Iver. <laughs> which is only funny because when Lindsay came back from Hallsville, she was like, we were asking about Taylor Swift and talking about the album. And I was like, I don't know. Everyone really loves the Exile song, but I just don't know who Bon Iver is. <laughs> and Lindsay was like, I don't think that's the way you say his name. And then little did I know. <laughs> and I am still not a huge fan of the song, but you really I are. I do. And let me tell you why. I think his voice is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, you, I don't know. It's kind of rough, it maybe. It does have a rough feel, which is the reason why I think I don't really love it. But I do think they harmonize nice. That's what I think is great. And her lower register, and, and he's harmonizing with himself, and she's harmonizing with herself, and then the four selves are harmonizing <laughs> together somehow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's incredible. And it makes sense that she's picking him because this is his style. Right. He's he's that indie folk. That's nice. his world. And so he, he and this Aaron guy is the one who says, Well, I can ask Justin to do this and he didn't tell him it was Taylor that he's so no he's way. like do you just how does this song feel? Does this song feel great? And would you be willing it's a duet and and he oh, yeah, I mean I think and and then he said he was less impressed that it was Taylor he was singing with. He was more impressed with the lyrics of the song, which again proves that she knows That's great. what she's doing. So I would go. be really impressed to be around Taylor. <laughs> I would. You were in your dream that one time, remember? That's such exactly a good dream. right. I did. I dreamed that I was Taylor's best friend and that I was there at like a house concert, <laughs> sitting on the back of a tailgate of a pickup truck just with Taylor Swift, listening to her perform and chit-chatting with her and her two brothers. <laughs> She didn't actually have two brothers, but they were two twin brothers in the dream. We were best friends. You probably still are. My Tears Ricochet is the next one. It is, um, what I like about this one is you know that there is that, there's the big rift between her and that, her old label. Her former manager, Scott Bruschetta, he sold... The label to Scooter. The rights to her yes. music, yeah. Scooter Braun, mm-hmm. who is... It's her arch nemesis. This, this shady guy who, I don't know, he's in charge of Justin Bieber or something like that. But the whole point and is... And even my parents were aware of that feud. <laughs> like, my mom was like, I saw this on the news, that Taylor Swift <laughs> is having a feud. And I was like, you're right, Mom. But she is. How horrible that oh, yeah. all of your material that you've worked so hard on... And it's, and it's true. The label owns it. And she knows that. But her whole thing is, let me buy my, yes. my, my, my words back. I don't know if you know, but I'm a cajillionaire. Right. Whatever you want, let me buy my, my, my rights back, my master's yeah. back. And they said no. Well, he didn't say no. He, he just, just sold it ugh. to this scooter guy. It's not fair. And and so every time it's played, this guy's getting money, and it sucks. and and I think and she she took to internet to tell everybody mm-hmm. that this is poor yeah. behavior, this is disrespectful, and I so think she, the guy was actually getting like death threats. I'm sure. He was. <laughs> I don't know if they were death threats, but, but there were people that were like really attacking absolutely. him and his family. Absolutely, and so they because Taylor has committed fans. That's <laughs> that's right. I'm one of them. I might have tweeted him too. I'm just kidding, I didn't. But. <laughs> I know his address. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I think this was the first song that was written because this was oh. a feud. And you know, if Taylor writes about her life, this feud happens. So she probably had this in her back pocket already. But it, it's just her 
working through that and how horrible it is. And I yeah. get that. So it's kind of a, it's a melancholy song too, for sure. Um, the next one is called Mirror Bowl. Not, not your favorite. favorite. Not my favorite. I, it's not my favorite either. And it's probably because I kind of don't, I don't, it's her trying to reinvent herself or something. Yeah, or I think it's like, like people can see themselves in her. Yeah. She's really like a mirror ball. Shattering. There's something about shattering. No, no, no. And, I mean, and, you know, kind of seeing all the different face sides. sides and, and I, not my favorite. It. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't have any notes written beside mirror ball. Wah, wah. The next one is seven, as in the word seven written out, not to be confused with number digit one. Got this it. is seven. It is a, it is a, a folk. It makes me think of. Friends, seven, 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 and that's why I don't think I like that one. Seven either. is not my favorite either. No, the next one is August, and that is one of yours. It you do. is one of it's my favorites. It's very poppy. Yes. August is poppy. It's poppy, and it's like a little bit about love. I mean, I know you said it's one of the people in the yeah, love triangle. You love but a love song. It is a little bit about love, mm-hmm. and I really like that. It's just it's catchy. Yeah, I enjoy it. Is it one of your tops? Yes. Okay. The next one is... Well, then again, you're going to hear that I have a lot of tops <laughs> because I just have a lot of favorites. Nothing I can do about that. You didn't, you didn't make me pick. I didn't make you pick. The next one is This Is Me I Trying. It's okay, I think. I feel like I... I love This Is Me Trying. You only think it's okay? I feel like it's kind well, of... Well, I think you need to listen to it again. I feel like it's sort of maybe the theme of the album. This Is Me Trying. I'm just trying something new or... This is me trying to do something different, or this is me trying. But I like other songs better than this is me trying. This is me trying. I think it feels very poppy as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think it is catchy. It's, I was listening to it as I was working at the dining room table this afternoon, and I found myself like singing along to this is me trying. Good. I, like so I love that. I think it's a good one. Illicit affairs. Nah. nah. I don't like that one. I don't like anything about an affair. I understand, but I don't want, I don't, it's very sharp writing though. I will tell you that. It's very interesting writing how she, many fans think it's about Jake Gyllenhaal and how he cheated on her. I don't know if I believe that or if I care, but that's what they're saying on the, you know, on the boards. Mm -hmm. Invisible String, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. would be my number one, probably. And that's about Joe. Her boy Joe, and how there's an invisible string tying you to me. It's exactly right. And, and there's a lot of callbacks to him. Yeah. Lots of Easter eggs for him. Someone said that, like, in one of the lines is, like, you wore a teal shirt. Mm-hmm. At the in, yogurt shop. In the yogurt shop mm-hmm. or ice cream shop or something like that. And so, and he actually did. Yeah. When, his, when he was working his job when he was a little yeah. kid. He really did have a teal shirt. That's so great. That's what I'm talking about. That is like gold. It's like Taylor Swift gold right there. It's so good. It's really good. It would be my favorite because I love a love song too. I totally agree. And I'm rooting for these two crazy kids to get together for real. Do we think they're engaged and just not telling us? I don't know if I think that. 
I don't know. Why do you think that? I don't know. I mean, the last one was Lover, so it made me think they really do love each other. Uh-huh. And then this one, they've spent like the last six months together, yeah. and that binds people together. Yeah. I there, don't know. There's also rumor. There is a singer-songwriter listed as William Bowery, who has contributed to two of the songs, Betty and one of the others. Maybe illicit affairs, I think. There is no singer-songwriter named William Bowery. So they are speculating, the Taylor heads are speculating that that's actually Joe. Really? mm -hmm, Because William is a family name and Bowery has something to do with when they first met. Oh. And they asked this Aaron guy, who's William Bowery? And he said, a friend of Taylor Swift's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, but who is it? I'm not sure. She just told me it was a friend. And I'm like, mm-hmm. likely story. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Taylor's going to have a big wedding? No. I don't think so either. Not I think it's going to be like super small. Yeah. I'm, I would, it would not surprise me if she just said we're married. Yeah. I hope she does, man. I hope she says we're celebrating our third anniversary. <laughs> Suck it, everyone. <laughs> well, the third anniversary would be like reputation at this one time. And, and they could have. They, she could have put on the album and then been like, and let's get hitched. <laughs> I hope she did. That would be awesome. The next track is Mad Woman. It is also very dark, uh, very goth not my fave. I, I feel like it's sort of back to you, you did me wrong mm-hmm. type of language that is similar to My Tears Ricochet, I feel like. The track 13 is Epiphany. and I like this one. I do too. And I would, I would describe it, for some reason, I describe it as cinematic. It feels like a score almost to a huh. movie. Or soundtrack to some war movie. Because it's talking about her father being a war hero from World... I'm sorry, her grandfather about being a war hero in World huh. War II. But then it it sort of melds into now. And how it talks a lot about breathing and helping people breathe. And touching them through plastic. And so a lot of COVID oh. undertones. And he, medical people in the medical industry being heroes and being on the front lines. And I, I thought that was a really nice yeah. message. But it's very melodic and cinematic and right. flowy to me. I, I think it's pretty. Yeah. I, I must admit, I, I don't think I really listened to the words that closely. But I liked it because I thought it was soft and i described it as sleepy mm-hmm. like it almost yes. kind of like is very like lullaby. a lullaby yes that's exactly what it is it's very pretty listen to the words number 14's betty that's one of I your do favorites i like that one a lot that is one of your favorites because the harmonica i agree um you know she talks about inez yes in betty yeah. is that when she talks about? so the funny thing about this is james and Inez are the names of Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' daughters. Of course they are. And at the time, they had just had a third daughter, but nobody knew what her name was. Guess what her name is? Betty? It's Betty. No way! <laughs> so I guess Blake Lively and Taylor are 
BFF. I, I know. So, like, like, how old was Betty at this point in time? Is it like a day old and Blake is texting Tay Tay, like, hey, I'm, I'm sure. Name my child. <laughs> I'm sure. And Taylor, oh, let me name a whole entire song, Betty, and connect Are it they to tight? James and I. I will say, I remember a photo of that Rhode Island mansion and those 4th of July parties when Taylor was dating Tom Hiddleston, which I think was oh. a big fat joke. I remember as like a joke. It was such a joke. I remember Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively being at that summer one. I think she did it several summers oh. in a row, but I remember seeing a picture of them and thinking that is so strange. So I don't know how they, but maybe they're besties, but she just has, you know, famous people, girl squad. Right. So that's so true. If you want it to be a gossip girl, then yeah, more power to you. More power to you. Number fifteen is peace. I don't really have a lot to say about peace. I, I can't actually remember I, it, it might really be, off the top. It of my might head. be a little bit forgettable, maybe. I think uh, I could say forgettable because I don't. I don't have it written down on the like or the dislike. I don't have it either. I'm looking for notes, and I just say it just says love song. But oh. it wasn't well, memorable. Love song, maybe you listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the last one is Hoax, and it feels to me like a sad song. I um, agree. Very, very human, you know, human condition, sad, hopefully, but ultimately kind of melancholy sad. Then maybe it's kind of a fitting one to end on mm-hmm. for the album because of 2020 is kind of a blue year. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's just, just, a, just blue. It's very, it's, uh, it needs wah, to go wah. home. It does. 2020 needs to go home. Otherwise, if you had to pick three for Ooh, people to go geez. listen to right now, what would you say? Well, it has to be Invisible String. Yes, I agree. That one is my favorite. I agreed. I am then going to say The One. Oh, I like it. Because I really liked The One. You look like the little kid in Love Actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> So true. Laura's holding up one finger. That's right. Okay, so the one. the one. Uh-huh. And then it really is hard for me to choose, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say this is me trying. trying. I knew you were going to say that one. I am. How did you know I that? Would, I would add, because I'm not going to copy you with the one in Invisible okay. String, because I would say that too. I would add Cardigan. Just give it a try. Just uh, give it a try. Okay, Just fine. give it a try. I would add, I'm sorry, but Exile, because I think it's so unique. And Justin Vernon, Bon Iver sounds pretty good. <laughs> he sounds pretty good. And then I would say Betty. Did you say Betty on no, your list? No, I didn't. I would and say I was Betty. Debating God, between I Betty. love a harmonica. The only other one I would say is Last Great American Dynasty. Yes, is an, fun. Is, is a good fun is upbeat. A, if we throw August, in one extra, August, August is, is good too. Just do mm-hmm. that one as well. Just do that mm-hmm. one as well. If um you said skip two or three, what would you say? To skip? I would say skip. Um, Illicit Affairs, mm-hmm. Mad Woman, mm-hmm. and Mirrorball. Mirrorball. Yeah. I mean, I would have said Cardigan, but you already no, picked people. You're, not allowed, you're one, not allowed so. to skip that one. Yeah. So, all in all, would you? How, where would you rank it in a 19... How would you rank 1989, Reputation, Lover, Folklore? Man, that's really 89 tough. is number one. 89 has to be number one. Because, I mean, I listen to 89. Like, I know. It's would you rank time. Folklore above Lover? 
you know, I can't, I can't rank it above Lover. And the reason why is because they are so very different. Like I am going to listen to Lover just like pick it up as I'm, you know, going for a run. Fill in the blank. I don't go for a run. I don't know why I said that. I I don't run. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Going for a walk. (laughs) It made me feel like I was really athletic there. (laughs) That's what people say. (laughs) It's what what people say. Like I wear running shoes. I go for a run. During CrossFit. (laughs) I'm going to listen to the <laughs> reputation album. <laughs> no, I just mean like, yes, Lover is more everyday. It's going to be playing in the kitchen. But I would say this. I think Lover and Folklore are in the exact same level playing field. Good. 1989 is still number one because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just a crazy good album. Yes, but. it is. And you know, Reputation grew on me. We've had this conversation before, but it grew on me. I like Reputation too. when we first listened to it, we kind of poo-pooed it. Mm-hmm. And then we had to come back around when we went to the concert and say, I mean, we had already come back around, but when we did a podcast on the concert, we had to go, you know what? We were wrong. Reputation full of good songs. Mm-hmm. It really is. Would you say when you were listening today as you were working from the dining room table, did you feel sleepy as Stephanie suggested? I did you know? not feel sleepy. Okay. I did not feel sleepy. I think if I was maybe driving on a long road trip, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could listen to it yeah. cover to cover. Yeah. Okay. So... Folklore people need to give it a give it a go. Absolutely. It's quality. Quality mm-hmm. music. Green was the color of the grass where I used to read at Centennial Park. I used to think I would meet somebody there. Teal was the color of your shirt when you were 16 at the yogurt shop. You used to work at to make a little money. Hey, thank y'all for listening. And once again, I appreciate all the notes and texts and emails I receive from y'all asking about my family means the world to me. One person who really stepped up and helped me was Laura. So I'm forever grateful to her and our friend Renelle for showing up in a time of crisis. Love you both ladies. If you're interested in listening to Laura and I drone on and on and on about other Taylor Swift topics, including the time we bashed reputation, feel free to click on the links in the show notes. And while you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. Haven't been there for a while, but I'm getting back into the game. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Cream Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Wash your hands, stay safe, have courage, be kind. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Mystical